0: Hi, Nancy Grace here. Have you ever googled yourself, your neighbors, somebody at work, a crush? 57% of Americans admit to keeping an eye on their own online reputation. 46 admit to using the internet to look up somebody from their past. But Google and Facebook The tip of the iceberg when it comes to finding personal information. There's an innovative new website called Truth Finder. It's now revealing the full scoop on millions of Americans. Truth Finder can search through hundreds of millions of public records in a matter of minutes. Truth Finder members can literally begin searching in seconds for sensitive data like criminal, traffic, arrest records. Before you bring someone new into your life and around the people you care for, your children, consider using Truthfinder. What you find may astound you. Go to truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy right away to start searching. Truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy. Truthfinder.com forward slash Nancy. Find the truth. Guys, stay with us for a two-hour special on the recently discovered video and audio regarding the death of Shanann, Bella, and Celeste, and killer dad, Chris Watts.
1: I really want to help you guys, I do. I feel like this whole thing is just going to be crazy, regardless of whether I give you my phone or not. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it, like it's happening. It's gonna happen.
2: Well, the texts reiterate what you've been saying all along, so it's not like the well,
1: they do. That's the other thing, too. I mean, that's kind of a good backup. Yeah, I'll, I'll give th- it
3: to I think you on. hit the nail right on the head. There's reasons why we want everything. Um, it validates things that we know. I'm not gonna come out and tell you that. I, if you tell me something today, we'll validate it with your text messages, whether it's the ones yeah, we have yeah, now yeah. Will, or the ones you're gonna give us. I'll well, give certainly. It to well. I'm not looking at anything else except for the conversations between you and Chris Watts and the phone um, data between you and Chris Watts phone for times and dates for those phone calls um, and then the content of the text messages that that are there and we can we'll write that specifically down here understand I just that I don't if,
1: want anybody to get some of those texts like they have nothing to do with this case and they're just like
3: between you and Chris yes they're
2: just
3: they're just so just tell me what you're.
1: They're just kind of raunchy. Okay, like, well, not need anybody? Everybody's I don't an adult. Need that posted like <laughs> we're not going to. Um, it. I the, don't need. I don't want the newspapers that, to get that. That's all I want. The I just only need ones them that we would be
3: looking for again is the same kind of questions we're getting to here: is things about his children, things Understood. about his wife. The Understood. the questioning of did he ever you know has he ever said something to you that might indicate maybe not then, but now, that there was something like this in his mind. Or, you you know what we're looking for. I don't need to come out and tell you that.
0: You are hearing the alleged mistress of killer dad, Chris Watts. And even in light of the fact that his wife, his pregnant wife, and two little girls were found dead, the mom, Shanann Watts, buried in a shallow grave, the two little girls found in vats of oil as a matter of fact there are reports the two little girls had to be airlifted in separate planes because their bodies were deemed quote combustible and they couldn't both be on one plane i'm trying to confirm that she's still whining about how she doesn't want to hand over her cell phone to investigators because there are quote raunchy checks i mean please i've even told my 11 year old twins Unless you want it on page six of the New York Post, do not put it in writing. And really, don't even say it. If it's something you're ashamed of or something you don't repeat it, just don't say it for Pete's sake. And she is impeding a homicide investigation because she doesn't want the world to see her raunchy texts like I care about her raunchy texts. Well, in the end, she did not impede the investigation. She handed over the phone. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories now we are learning disturbing video surveillance from chris watts the killer dad next door neighbor shows him sweating profusely as he packed his vehicle we now believe packing his wife and two little girls bodies in that car and chilling moments reveal a carefree calm cool collected chris watts picking up a breakfast roll Just after dumping his daughter's body in a shallow grave and oil tanks. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us this morning. I still don't understand why the state did not seek the death penalty in this case. Joining me right now, Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge, lawyer, founder of Child Crime Watch on Facebook and AshleyWilcott.com. And with me, Private Eye, Vincent Hill, author of Playbook to a Murder on Amazon and creator of a podcast, Fall of a Titan, Susan Constantine, renowned deception and body language expert. But now, to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Ellen Kiloran. Ellen, um, is it true what we are learning about the next door neighbor's surveillance video, and uh, let me back it up, is it true the prosecutors flew, went to go meet with the victim, Shanann Watts' parents, and basically convinced them not to seek the death penalty, saying, oh, you know, it'll take years and years to implement, and you don't know if he'll really get it, and even if he's sentenced to death, it may not ever happen. What do you know, Ellen? Yes,
4: it's true that investigators and um, members of the defense team did meet with um, the parents of um, Shannon Watts, and they did have discussions about whether they could forgo the death penalty on this, and I do think that one of the factors was let's not have... Of, of trial, let's accept the the guilty plea um, and the terms of that plea agreement, so that the family doesn't have to go through a trial. And there's a chance that if it does go to trial, he won't get the death penalty anyway. This way, at least we know he'll be behind bars for the rest of his life.
0: To Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge, lawyer, uh, ashleywilcott.com, Ashley. It's not just shenan Watts, it's the two juveniles in this case, the little children, Bella and Celeste I mean I, I'm not getting into a discussion of death penalty, yes, no, it's good, it's bad, but if they're if you're going to have the death penalty, I would think this would be the case to do it. What do you think, Ashley Wilcott?
5: No, I completely agree. I'm really torn in this case. I understand from the victim's perspective and the family's perspective, listen, it's a big deal to have to wait to go through a trial to not know what the verdict's going to be, to not know whether or not jury's going to decide death penalty. But of all cases where it's probably warranted- But that's true in every case you go to trial with. But I do think it's significant that in this particular case, the family said, okay, It may be better to go ahead and take it off the table and let's go ahead and and resolve it now and not have to go to trial. But listen, when I think of these victims and not only the two, the three-year-old, a four-year-old, the wife, and the wife was pregnant, Nancy, let's not forget that. It is absolutely the kind of case that I believe the death penalty should be considered.
0: Well, we also know that Shanann Watts put up quite the struggle. Her autopsy reports have been released, along with that of the two little girls, Bella and Celeste. All three victims died of asphyxiation. Shanann was brutally strangled with scratch marks all over her neck. Um, Also, we learned that she had patterned abrasions on her neck and the left side of her face and on her body. So she was beaten. She tried to live. She was beaten in the face, killing her and unborn baby boy, Nico. The two girls were smothered, according to the autopsy report. But let's backtrack. Um, In a moment, I'm going to go to deception and body language experts Susan Constantine and Vincent Hill on the video of the next-door neighbor that shows him sweating profusely, then coming to the neighbors having never really had full-blown conversations with them and telling them over and over and over three times, as a matter of fact, what he was packing up in his car that day. That's odd. I I don't know why I would go tell my neighbor, hey, you know in your surveillance video where you see me putting those trunks in the car? that Those are our bags to go on vacation. That's a whole nother can of worms. Let's take a look at, let's take a listen to Nicole Kessinger, the girlfriend, the mistress that finally comes forward two days after Shania's disappearance, after she read newspaper articles. Listen.
3: On Tuesday, which would have been the 14th of August, um, you had read some newspaper articles on the 13th and the 14th regarding this case. You had also had a conversation with Chris at some point during the day on Monday. Uh, and on Tuesday, because of what you found, specifically what you said was, and I don't let me put words in your mouth, but you knew, you found out that his um, life was pregnant. And I, yes. And you did not know that prior? No. And you found that out via the newspaper articles, and that caused you concern? Um, well, I just realized that he was lying
1: to me, and I was like, Well, if you can lie to me about this, what else are you lying to me about? And it made me realize that maybe his wife was in danger at that point, and it was day two, too, and she still wasn't home.
3: What did that cause you to do with your phone, though?
1: Oh, what? When I deleted those? I was just kind of grossed out by him, to be honest with you. I was just like, I don't know what's going on right now, but you just lied to me, and I. I don't want to see this come over my phone anymore. So I removed it.
3: So you just, you already said, but you removed text messages.
1: I deleted all of his stuff because he lied to me. I mean, that's what it was. It was, it was the hurt that made me delete it. And then it was the lie that made me start questioning everything else he'd been telling me for the last few
3: days. And that's when you decided to come forward. Yes. Okay.
0: treatments is one of those terms for something necessary but boring. Your blinds, you don't even think about them unless you move or they break. Well, when they're right, everything in your home looks better. But when they're wrong, everything in your home looks tacky. But let's be honest, taking the time and the effort to pick out and buy blinds sounds expensive, boring, and then think of installing them yourself. Who wants to do that? But Blinds.com makes it really easy for you. Not sure what you want or even where to start? With Blinds.com, you get a free online design consultation. Send them pictures of your home. They send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will work with your color scheme, your furniture, and your specific rooms. They even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online, and every order gets free shipping. And this is the best part. If you accidentally mismeasure or pick the wrong color, if you mess it up, Blinds.com will remake your blinds for free. Blinds.com makes it really easy for you. There's no excuse to leave up mangled blinds to make your whole home look cheap and tacky. Don't do it. Go to Blinds.com. And now for a limited time, get 20% off everything at Blinds.com. When you use promo code Nancy, repeat, 20% off everything everything at blinds.com if you use the promo code nancy that's blinds.com promo code nancy for 20 percent off everything faux wood blinds cellular shades roller shades everything blinds.com promo code nancy rules and restrictions do apply
1: there's times like i was trying to help him find an apartment like just for him not for me but for him and his kids um to get set up, and, like, there's times where I'm like, well, where's your wife moving to, like, how close is she going to be to you? You should be within, like, 30 minutes of your kids, so they're close, and, like, you want to go to their school and close to your gym, and, like, what's your price range? Like, I was helping him get all of this stuff set up, and it was, like, in a very decent manner, and I don't know if all of that is in text. Some of it's probably on the phone. Like, at this point, I've talked to him so much that I don't even know
0: which parts are like verbalized <laughs> and which parts are texted at right. this point? But Three we can years. figure it out.
1: Okay.
0: You are hearing the voice of Nicole Kessinger, Killer Dad Chris Watts's mistress during this time. Joining me right now, in addition to Susan Constantine, Vincent Hill, Ashley Wilcott, also with me is Ellen Kiloran CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. You say there are inconsistencies, and isn't it true she has some very unusual computer searches as well?
4: Well, that's exactly right, Nancy, And and the computer searches are what I see as some inconsistencies. As you hear in her discussions with the investigators, she talks about her relationship with chris as one where he was more serious about her than she was about him she says repeatedly she encouraged him to try and save his marriage she said he has such a beautiful family why not hold on to this this beautiful home she says repeatedly that she encouraged him to stay married and and work on his marriage um but once the there was a data review of her phone it looks like maybe there there is some inconsistencies she had spent two hours online um doing a google search for wedding dresses um she
0: wait is this the same woman that searched for anal sex preparation
4: that is correct yeah Yeah. you know
0: it's funny how you gloss over the hard parts and you make me say them Okay, in addition to the frothy <laughs> wedding dress, I'm the one that has to blurt out the anal sex searches. Thanks, Ellen. Uh, what else did we Sorry, find on her searches?
4: Um, it, she definitely, um, she, she did a search related to terms, marrying your mistress. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, wait. To, what? What did you say?
4: She did, a, she did a Google search term search of terms related to the phrase, marrying your mistress. Is it true she did a
0: search behind. on how much she could make if she wrote a book like Amber Fry? She,
4: yeah, I don't think it was specifically how much can I make if I write a book, but she absolutely was interested, and in, she did Google searches on Amber Fry and and her book deal and
0: what oh, people hated her. Okay, let me remind everybody who is Amber Fry. Amber Fry, I, I now consider to be a friend, a colleague. Amber Fry was the mistress of Scott Peterson. Amber Fry did not know Scott Peterson was married to a pregnant woman. Amber Fry then cooperated completely with police and actually caught Scott Peterson in damning cell phone conversations, wiretapping him. And as a matter of fact, there was a fear that Peterson would come kill her. But she stuck it out, and she was a star witness at the trial. It turned everything around in the Scott Peterson prosecution in the murder of his pregnant wife. Lacey and their unborn child connor so you know here you hear nicole kessinger going wow i don't want you to find out to to release my raunchy text amber fry put it out there and completely cooperated with police she volunteered to cooperate with police and was a star witness um she then later wrote a book and i hope she made a lot of money off that book god bless her to susan constantine deception body language expert you know i've got to give it to nicole kessinger without her cooperation this case may not have cracked the way that it did but according to ellen Kaloran, there's a lot of inconsistencies
6: yeah there are a lot of inconsistencies and the thing is is that it needs they need to go back and be able to verify the information that she's given them but for overall you know when i'm listening to her nancy there's a lot of truth in what she's saying. So the, the issue was hard to come over. It's her lack of emotion. You know, her emotion aspect is just completely off. She's very cavalier. Her tone of her voice can is really off-putting. And so she really sets herself up for people to really scrutinize her because her personality is shining through about how she, you know, how how she the entire situation and she how detached that she is the part that bothers me the most is that she's trying to pretend like hey I'm coming in I'm the savior work things out with your wife but yet she's kind of like pushing him away but then kind of motioning to come closer so she's she's very manipulative so I would say for the investigators they really need to tie this up and then then look for congruencies or incongruencies of what she's saying and what she does that's going to be the key
0: we also know to cop turn private, I author a playbook to a murder, creator of podcast Fall of a Titan, Vincent Hill. Vincent, we also know that just before her murder, Shanann Watts was actually online trying to find cheap, affordable weekend getaways to patch up her marriage with Chris Watts. Well, hold on, Vincent. I've got to get a woman's viewpoint. Ashley Wilcott, I mean, I feel so bad for her. She's pregnant. She's got the two girls. She started this new job. She's traveling all the time, you know, and and she's looking up online how to find a weekend getaway that she could afford for this piece of crap Chris Watts, the husband, who's we know having the affair with Nicole Kessinger, apparently having another affair with another woman, and they're like in all this kinky sex play role, role play acting, and here she is online trying to put together their marriage and plan a sexy weekend getaway
5: she was shanghaied by this criminal and what amazes me you don't know nancy i've heard of so many women who are in this situation she was the breadwinner she was busting it she was caring for her children she was taking care of the house and yet she was still focused on him the other thing i want to say to all ladies listening trust your gut Because I can tell you right now, I suspect the reason she did that is because she might have had a gut feeling that things were amiss in the marriage. It does not mean she deserved anything that happened to her, but it does mean trust your gut. And instead of saying, hey, let's get a sexy getaway for this to try to fix it or repair it, look at the marriage and see what that person's really doing in the marriage. Mm We should take a listen to this.
1: At one point, he told me that they sat down. And they talked about it, and he told her that he wanted to either fix things or, like, to try to fix things. And if she didn't want to fix them, then they needed to, like, move forward with the separation and, like, actually file for a divorce at this point was, was the impression that I got from this and was what he told me. And so um, he said that she was, like, pretty receptive to just not trying He was like, she seemed like she just wants me to go. He's like, when she has her mind made up, she has her mind made up and that's what she wants. And he's like, she doesn't want to try anymore. And he's like, and neither do I really. And he was like, it's done. And he's like, "Um, and then the next day, I don't even know what days these were. Sometime when he was out there, he told me, um, we're putting the house up for sale as soon as we get back. And I was like, well, that was quick. And he was like, it's her, she's ready to go. And I was like, okay.
7: It's the dramatic moment cops confront Chris Watts' mistress after he murdered his pregnant wife and two daughters to start a new life with her. Why would you wipe out your family to be with me? The just released video shows 30-year-old Nicole Kessinger being interrogated. Did you ever say
3: anything to him about her?
1: Never. Never. Uh,
3: Anything about his kids being a problem? Anything about his
7: wife being a problem? This shocked me just as much as I think it shocked the rest of the world. She breaks down, sobbing over the gruesome fate of the children, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste. Ugh. He's so
1: disgusting. I'm so ashamed of him. Why? 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 Uh, How? I don't even understand how you could, like, bring yourself to do that to somebody who's, like, that (laughs) big.
0: You are hearing girlfriend Nicole Kessinger and you are hearing our friend at Inside Edition, Jim Moray, Susan Constantine, deception and body language expert. What do you make of that where Nicole Kessinger, the mistress, breaks down in tears?
6: Well, it came on very sudden. So that's the one thing that I look for. And also how quickly she recovers after it. So that's what I'm looking at is that it's not unusual for someone just to break down. But when you listen to her voice, there is, there is – I'm listening – for these kind of breaks or pauses in the voice, but I'm not really hearing that. I'm not saying that she does not feel that way. I think that she does, but what bothers me the most is how quickly the onset of that emotion was and then how quick it ended. That bothers me because there should be remnants of it throughout, once she's finished making that statement, you should still hear her voice still cracking up afterwards. So. Even though she's emotionally upset, she quickly gets over it awfully fast. That's suspicious to me. To Ellen
0: Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, you mentioned inconsistencies. What other inconsistencies have you discovered? Because I think not only was she genuinely upset about the the deaths of Bella and Celeste, but also was distancing herself. Because if she had known anything about this murder plot, she would have been roped into doing jail time right now.
4: Yes. Um, one thing that I want to make clear is that even though there are some inconsistencies in her story, it's also very clear that Chris Watts lied to her. She did not know Shanann Watts was pregnant. Um, and he told her that Shanann was ready, ready to leave the marriage when that is 100% not true. We see that. Um, however, it, uh, there's one other instance of the interrogation when Nicole tells police that she never told any of her friends or anyone about her relationship with Chris because it was very early on and he was still, you know, working through a separation. Um, but that ended up not being the case. She did have a text message exchange with a girlfriend about her relationship with Chris, but and she called investigators the next day. And
0: told them that. Joining me right now from radaronline.com is Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter. In the last hours, radaronline.com has managed to get a hold of and watch that neighbor surveillance video from just 24 hours before his arrest goes down. Alexis Terezchuk, thank you for being with us. Please tell me how you guys managed to get a hold of the neighbor surveillance video and what does it show? So we had to file a FOIA request with the county, Weld County in Colorado. They have, you know, You
8: know, you just ran through that,
0: there. okay? Um, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, F-O-I-A, which means if it's a public record or, or some other types of records sometimes, you can file this, especially the press, or really anyone, an individual can file them, uh, advocacy groups, that claim their advocacy groups anyway, uh, are constantly filing FOIA requests. I used to have to file them with the Federal Trade Commission. But long story short, then a judge reviews your request, and if it's appropriate, you get the document. So you guys at RadarOnline.com filed the FOIA request. Okay, then what happened?
4: So then the Weld County District Attorney is releasing these things. They're releasing them to us, and the videos are shocking. I don't know. You have, I've watched your, you for years covering things. These are some really intense crime videos. This is exactly what the police
0: used to help talk to Chris and to have him finally confess Why? To the what murder. are you on a first name he, basis with him? What have y'all gone, gone out and had high tea at the plaza? Uh, Chris, are you talking about killer dad Chris Watts?
4: I am. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't like know Chris you two were tight, I, but go ahead.
0: What are you and Chris and Nicole hanging out at the Sonic or something? What? Yeah,
4: I am maybe one of the many, one of
0: the only women that he did not cheat yeah. on his life with. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. So, what did you, so you file <laughs> the FOIA request, you get the neighbor surveillance video. What does it show? So, what it shows is Chris is
4: watching what, what happens. And, you know, and, and so it's from the neighbor's front door and you can see the Watts house. So you, you don't actually see her come home. What you see is Chris backing up his truck and he backs it into the driveway and then you see him move in and out and in and out and in and out and what you can't tell is what he specifically has but what we learned is what, what he has is he has his wife's body he has his daughter celeste's body and he has his daughter bella's body and he's putting all of the bodies into the truck and then he drives away with the truck he doesn't even look concerned he's not looking around to make sure nobody's looking at him he's not hurrying he's not dropping things he's not Hysterical. He is so calm and methodical, just as if he was loading his lunchbox in the car. And he then after that, we find out.
0: Dry cleaning. We find out, um, Alexis Therese Chuck, RadarOnline.com, that after that he goes out and has a breakfast roll and just chillaxes. I wish I had time to go get a breakfast roll. But uh, this is after he's just loaded his wife and two little girls' body into the vehicle, and buries his wife in a shallow grave, dumps his two little girls in vats of oil where he works at Anadarko. Alexis, I also learned, and I'm trying to confirm this, that the two little girls' bodies had to be transported in two separate airplanes because they were deemed, they were so full of oil and had soaked up so much oil they were actually combustible. Do you know that?
4: I, I have heard that that is the case, and, and I have heard, and I don't, uh, uh, I don't uh. know if your readers are prepared. My readers were so shocked to know, and I, I don't know if you know this when those little girls were brought out of that tank, they'd been in there for three days, they had skin slippage, which meant that so they, they grabbed a little girl's arm to pull her out of the oil tank, and her hand, her skin came off her hand this little girl's body was nothing after her father shoved her through an eight inch hole one of them had scratches on her behind and there was a tuft of blonde hair that was stuck in the entrance of this oil tank when her dad shoved her in there
0: alexis i did not know that and i i hardly even know how to respond to that you're saying the the oil tanker container opening was eight inches in circumference yep that's it eight inches so we had to shove their bodies in an opening that was eight inches wide and the police even said him they
4: said you know at the smallest part of these girls they were maybe nine inches and he said yeah they they fit in there they said did you have to shove them in there he said no not at all but he was lying as he lied the entire time because his daughter's body had scraped all down the side on her her bottom because when he shoved her in there, she scraped against the side of it.
0: Oh, man. You know, Alexis, I remember like it was yesterday when you had your baby boy and (laughs) you were with me, talked all the time when I was pregnant and about to give birth to the twins. I cannot even imagine. I, I just... It just really has thrown me off. I didn't know that fact. You just told me. In fact, it's completely thrown me off. I, I, what 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 was I asking you before you told me that? Oh, oh I was asking about the two separate f- flights for the girls because they had their bodies had you know soaked up so much oil. I'm, I'm still waiting to confirm that.
3: My daddy
1: is a hero. He holds me grow up strong. Help me am not good to he read me books, he ties my shoes. If you're a hero, flew and blue, my daddy daddy and
3: love you. Oh I
0: love You are hearing the daughters Bella and Celeste beautiful little girls whose bodies were recovered out of oil tankers after dad Chris Watts murdered them following the strangulation death of his wife, Shanann. In the last hours, we are learning so much more. And what I don't understand is why this guy was allowed to take a plea instead of going for the death penalty. Now, that was a family decision, but I guarantee you guys, we all know how it works. The family is guided by... The prosecution so whatever the prosecution thought they thought it was a safe way to not seek the death penalty in this case joining me right now CrimeOnline.com, ellen kaloran vincent hill pi author of playbook to a murder and creator of fall of a titan podcast susan constantine world renowned deception and body language expert and just joining us with the breaking news Alexis Terezchuk with RadarOnline.com. Now, a lot of what we are hearing is from a podcast. Well, portions of what we are hearing is from a podcast. And yet to be confirmed, the taking two flights with the two separate bodies and the way the children were put into that oil tanker and the size of the opening of the tanker being just eight inches We have not yet confirmed and are trying to confirm that. But Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com, you have confirmed so much, including not just the girlfriend we've been listening to, uh, Nicole Kessinger, but also some other woman who played these kinky sex games with killer dad Chris Watts. We have confirmed
4: there was a second mistress a woman
0: named Amanda and
4: her name was secret all during
0: okay hold on just one moment I hate to interrupt is- you but let me go to my partner in crime joining me out in LA Alan Duke Alan what's wrong with men I uh, just just <laughs> a question uh, Vincent don't worry you, you don't hide because I'm coming to you next I mean it's just as my son has created another word cringy he's got this gorgeous wife this beautiful home two daughters a son on the way He's got Nicole Kessinger looking for apartments for him and he'll searching wedding dresses and weird sex acts online. Now there's another woman? What?
7: You know, women do this, too, so it's not just men. Yeah, right. I Look there, not here. It, Look
0: there, not here. I know what that's about.
7: Don't blame the male species. It's All
0: right, fine, whatever.
7: Blame the devil.
0: Okay. Thanks for that insight. Back to you, Alexis Torres, let me get down to the facts. So there's, how did he even have time to work, have a wife, the children, the home, the cutting the grass, the blah, 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 and two women on the side? It's like he's ordering side dishes for the table. Yeah, 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 I'll have the sweet potato fries on the side for the table. I mean, he's just got, how did he do it? He managed his time very well. His wife travels work and works. <laughs> wait, wait wait, 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 wait. He's <laughs> an expert at time management. Thank you, Alexis. I haven't been <laughs> able to laugh in some for at least the last hour. Thank you for that. He's an expert at time management. Quote Alexis Terescia, radaronline.com. I'm sure they're so proud of you right now. Go ahead, Alexis. Well, you know, his wife took their children to visit, both of their parents live in North Carolina. So
4: she went for six weeks in the summer with her girls when they were out of school to stay with his parents and her parents for a vacation, and that is when he went wild. He was like a bachelor. Even his friends had joked with him, and this was this was all in the police report, the police report that the county has released. The the friend sent him a text and said, "How was your life as a bachelor?" And he lied to his friends. He said, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm just working out. I'm not doing anything else." He wasn't working out. Working out there
0: working mm-hmm. out i can make a lot of crude jokes right now but i'm not i'm not going to do it hold on ek ellen kalorna wants not see and she's got some news uh crime Online.com investigative reporter what do you know ellen
4: well i just wanted to note that we can confirm that the opening to the tanks that chris Watt stepped his daughters into was only eight inches wide um even after he had told investigators where he had disposed of their bodies they just almost didn't believe him. They kept asking him over and over again, are you sure? Are you sure? How did how did that work? Because these these openings were so, so tiny. Um, and I agree with Alexis. He is lying if he says that he was able to
0: do that easily. Alexis, uh, what can you tell me about him going over to the neighbors after they've spotted this video? First of all, were the neighbors across the street or catty-cornered to him and didn't he go over and start explaining what all he had loaded into his car? He did. He went. Chris was the most he, prolific, chatterbox during this whole
4: th- three days when his wife was missing. So yeah, so he goes next door to his neighbors and he he tells them because he sees the video and and he realizes I suppose in his mind I I, I need to justify this way, but he
0: wait a minute he thinks, sees he the, the video. Did you just say
4: he sees the video? Why did he see the video? They show it to him because he's pretending to look for Shanann, and he's pretending that she left the house, and he wants to know what, he wanted to see what happened. Where was she? Who came and got her? she leave with the girls. And instead, it doesn't show that at all. All it shows is him in the truck. In so out, according out, to you out, and
0: and uh, RadarOnline.com, killer dad Chris Watts watches the neighbor surveillance video just hours before his arrest he was sweating and panicked and tried to explain his actions according to alexis Tereshchuk, susan constantine with me deception and body language expert susan constantine i would think it was the oddest thing in the world i know my neighbors i know them but i've never had them come to the door and start explaining to me what i and, and do it not once twice but three times what they were loading into their car Why?
6: Well, they thought something was suspicious because you know your neighbors and their normal behavior, right? So we know what they normally do on a daily basis. And when you see something out of sync, out of norm, you're going to question what that was. So if they saw him sweating, showing a lot of anxiety, going back and forth, back and forth, is showing that there's something, an activity that's happening at that moment that was different from his norm. And they were questioning it because it was off his baseline
2: clear the reason he kept saying he was loading this that and the other is because he knew eventually police were going to talk to the neighbors so they would come out and say well yeah he told me he was loading a box or a blanket or whatever that's exactly why he did that nancy to go ahead and set that mindset in his neighbors to tell police exactly what he told them
1: I think jumping into a new relationship is a little quick It's like I was in a relationship earlier this year and I think this is also a little quick and I'm like so why don't we take our time and I'm like if you guys end up doing a week on a week off with your kids I'm like the week you have your kids be with your children and the week that you don't I'm like I don't even want to see you every day. I'm like, I think we should spend, like, a few days of that together. I'm like, because I like my space, and I think you need your space. I think you need your space to, like, develop your identity again and, like, get it back because I think he's just been, like, so wrapped up in this whole thing that he's got in his own life and his life that he, I mean, he doesn't remember probably what it's like to, like, be single or have time where it's, like, just him. And so I was just like, you know, like, Embrace that—it's a beautiful thing—and I really try to like take it smart with all that. And it was the same thing with his kids. So I was just like, you know, like, and I and we talk about things every once in a while. Where I, you know, I'd be like, hey, if I ever meet, you know, because like I have a lot of house plants. That's a good example. So I have a lot of house plants, and I told, I told him I was like, one day if I ever meet your kids, I was like, I'm gonna show these girls how to like paint pottery and plants, plants. I was like, I think they would love to see something grow that they build. I think it would be really, really cute. And, like, little stuff like that, but it wasn't very frequent. It wasn't, hey, we should get married and, hey, we should have babies and, hey, I want to live with you and, hey, I need to meet your children now
3: and let's cut the mom out. It was never like that. that was, it, it, there was never any conversation about, you know, we can't do this with her around, we can't do this with the kids around. No. He never said that. You never no. said that. No.
0: Yeah, maybe they didn't talk about the marriage and the moving in because there was a problem.
3: His wife. His wife.
0: Shanann, the pregnant wife? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us with part two of a special look at killer dad, Chris Watts. Man! Joining me right now, Ellen dot CrimeOnline.com, Vincent Hill, private investigator, author, playbook to a murder, Susan Constantine, deception and body language expert. And joining me right now, Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com, investigative reporter who's just broken two new aspects of these murders. You know, I'm, I'm listening to the girlfriend, Nicole Kessinger. Were these statements, Alexis Terezchuk, before or after the bodies were found before. Okay, so she didn't yet know that the wife and the children were dead. Okay. That that that's a little that alleviates some of this because I was wondering how could she talk about all that when the bodies had just been recovered. You know, another aspect to this is police were listening to her, but they were probably also looking at her as a potential person of interest. Potential She did not have anything to do with these murders. Let's just be clear about that. So the wife and the children at this point are missing, and she's just talking as fast as she can. She conveniently left out the search for wedding dresses. Do people, quote, hate Amber Fry, who was Scott Peterson's mistress, when Lacey, his pregnant wife, was murdered? Um, How to prepare for anal sex. Oh, let's see. There's just so many to choose from. I don't really know what to pick first. Alexis Terezchuk, I doubt pretty seriously she knew his plan to murder his wife and children or that he had another mistress. You guys have broken a lot in the last hours at RadarOnline.com, so bring us up to date, Alexis Terezchuk. So I don't think she did know that he had another mistress. There was a woman named Amanda,
4: and she, we secretly interviewed her before her name became public, and she told us that she met Chris on a dating app, and they had a really dirty one-night stand. She said that he was into, he wanted to do a rape fantasy, that he choked her out while they had sex, and
0: she loved it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. In the rape fantasy, was he the victim or was she the victim? She was the victim. So he was, he was the one that was raping her in their
4: sex fantasy. That was consensual, she said.
0: All that rage, all that hate towards women. I just okay, go ahead.
4: And she said that she really, she had a really good time with it. She thought he was really attractive, and it was a really sexy one night stand. So yeah, so he started cheating on his wife, his pregnant wife. Basically, the same minute she got pregnant. And then he moved on to not just cheating on her, but having a full-blown relationship. And a woman who thought they were going to get married. This is somebody who he
0: FaceTimed with this mistress. He So he killed his wife and children. Why are you acting so indignant that the mistress thought they were going to get married? The mistress knew he was already married. I guess when
4: she thought he was a Marian type, that he would just bounce back from one and, and marry her again. And so the night that the women went missing, the first night, I'm sorry, the daughters and his wife, he sat on his bed, his unmade bed in his bedroom on his phone, his iPhone and FaceTimed with her so she could see that he was in the bed where his wife had most likely died and that he was just chatting with her she said he was staring at her very intently and he wasn't crying about his children missing or his wife missing he was just carrying on like a flirty conversation with her knowing that his wife was he had killed his wife and his daughters in that merry house within the last 24 hours
0: wow well, you know um it's it's interesting that people worry about the you alexis let me be clear worry about how the mistress was hurt you know to hay with the mistress, she knew full well he was married with children. Although, although I don't think she knew the wife was pregnant. Um, Vincent Hill, private investigator, author of playbook to murder. So often the defense will be, and I remember Mark Geragos, who never agree with him, but he is a good defense lawyer, would always say, "An adulterer does not a murderer make," and that's true. Just because you're having an affair does not mean you're going to commit murder, but. In domestic homicides, very often you will find when the wife is murdered by the husband, there has been an affair. So the converse, to me, is true. Very often in domestic homicides, you will find the killer is an adulterer. True, adulterer doesn't mean a killer necessarily, but the reverse may very well be true, Vincent Hill. They had to know they were going to dig up at least one mistress, Vincent.
2: Yeah, absolutely, And, and thank God, you know, you're an adulterer it doesn't make you a killer because i'd be dead right now you know i'm on my second marriage but um you know i, I think what's very disturbing you do notice Nancy that is...
0: none of the women on the panel are laughing but go ahead <laughs> cool. go well, ahead and laugh know, to your laugh to yourself it's go speaking ahead the truth but i'll tell you what was, after all i've been through trying to have these children and raise these children i would have oh my goodness i don't even know what i would do if i found out my husband was cheating you yeah, know well uh not way. Anyway, that's fear. a whole nother can but, of worms
2: but go was, ahead was, What's really disturbing, Nancy, is I think with this other mistress that he met on Tinder or whatever dating website it was, the fact that he wanted to play out this rape fantasy and strangle her, I think he was kind of setting the tone of what he was going to do with his wife. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if more women came forward at a later time, whether it's from 10 years ago, and say, yeah, he'd like to choke or strangle or something like that. So I think all the signs were there this this whole time, and luckily for this other Uh, Mistress, I think she got out kind of lucky, to be honest with you.
0: Well, you know what? You're right. You're right. And again, although we're giving her a hard time, she is in no way implicated in his murderous plan. As a matter of fact, listen to girlfriend Nicole Kessinger. You know,
1: it wasn't fair to his family for him to have an affair. It wasn't fair to me to have him lie to me and make me think that everything is to plan. And still to this day, I don't even know what's a lie and what's not. I don't even know if they were like filing for divorce. I don't know if they were putting the house up. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore what is real and what is not. But what I do know is it's just like, you know, that wasn't fair to me either, because if I'd have known not even all the truth, but like obviously some of it, I wouldn't have even engaged in any of this in the first place. And it just, I mean, and that's the part for me just like on my personal level outside of everything that is happening that is gonna affect me long term it's like you know i'm gonna wake up every day and know that like this mom and her unborn child and these two little girls are not around anymore and it breaks my heart it is oh my god and any and then i have to think about like the consequences of his actions and how they affect everybody else. Like all of these her families impacted. My name is about to be like slandered for probably a while. I don't know how long it's gonna take to heal, but I would not be surprised if it's gonna be hard to go out in public sometimes for a couple of years. And that really hurts me. I'm just like this is a horrible, horrible thing. Like how dare you you know and, and people aren't gonna understand that. You know, they're gonna say, Oh, you know, you're the woman that had an affair with this man who took out his whole family and I take a step back and it's just like, I didn't know. Like, I, I, ugh. It's, he's so disgusting. I'm so ashamed of him and everything. And I just, all those little girls, they're so little. They're so little. And that's the part. For me, just like on my personal level, outside of everything that is happening, that is going to affect me long term. It's like, you know, I'm going to wake up every day and know that like this mom and her unborn child and these two little girls are not around anymore. And it breaks my heart. It is. so my God. And, and, And then I have to think about like the consequences of his actions and how they affect everybody else like all of these her family's impacted my name is about to be like slandered for probably a while i don't know how long it's going to take to heal but i would not be surprised if it's going to be hard to go out in public sometimes for a couple of years and that really hurts me i'm just like this is a horrible horrible thing like how dare you you know and and people aren't going to understand that you know they're going to say oh you know You're the woman that had an affair with this man who took out his whole family.
0: Hold on just a moment. Alexis Tereszczuk, RadarOnline.com. You told me that this statement from the mistress, Nicole Kessinger, was before they knew Shanann and the two children were dead. She clearly knows that they're dead. She just said he took out his wife and two little girls.
4: Everyone is missing, and this is what.
0: She she went in. She volunteered. She called
4: the police herself when the the girls went missing. After the first night, where, where I said they timed and she saw that the house that bed had no sheets on it, and he was acting really strange. She called the police, but th- th- they never surfaced again. Everybody knew that they were all missing, and so she finally oh, realized. Okay, so the-
0: you're saying that this is after they go missing. They're believed dead at his hands. He's a suspect, but the bodies haven't been found yet. Correct. Okay. To Susan Constantine, deception body language expert, Susan, the crying and the the whatever. I, I couldn't even make out what she was. It's kind of like a squeak at the end. The reality is she did not commit the murders. Okay. that That was not her plan. She was not involved in it at all. But it seems a little disingenuous to be talking about how her name is going to be slandered. When you sign up to date a married man, what do you think is going to happen when people find
6: out? They're not going to like it. Yeah, that's the one thing that stuck out to me, too, Nancy, was that she was kind of bringing attention more to herself, like how this is going to affect me in the future, how people are going to see her in the future, and she may have to be, you know, inside for a couple of years because of this whole thing that she's, this man has taken out the his family. So, you know, the attention is on the wrong person. Why is the attention on her and not about the kids? I just find that to be really odd, but it's a very selfish person, but the act in itself, everything about her, was very self-serving and selfish anyway being involved with a married man he wasn't divorced yet
0: i mean vincent hill when will people ever learn this is not just about men although i'm having a good time you know jibing at you and alan vincent hill ugh, come on it you leave a track a trail a mile wide when you have lovers and then your spouse ends up dead i mean even without girlfriends or bo- boyfriends or lovers or mistresses they always look at the spouse first, the girlfriend, the boyfriend first, the lover first. But then when mistresses start uh, cropping up, not one, but two, including one that you play out volatile and um, angry sex role-playing with, that, that that doesn't look good when your wife is missing. Why, why, Vincent?
2: Yeah, I don't know why people just can't get it right, Nancy, to your point, because, you know, Anytime you're investigating the death of a spouse, the, the other spouse is the first person police look at. And then you add in, you know, violent sex playouts and another mistress with text messages about anal sex and everything else, then, of course, that's where investigators are going to look. And you you, you had the other mistress say, oh, I went there and the sheets were off the bed, so I knew something was wrong. I mean, this guy wasn't the brightest bulb in, in, in the light the shed per se, to do what he did and to take the mistress to his house after they went missing. That is just stupid. Well,
0: what about his deception and whether Shanann knew, had the instinct that he was cheating? Because I feel like he got it over on everybody in escaping the death penalty. I think he he deceived the prosecutors, the court, everybody in this case. What about it too? Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Well,
4: it is really just amazing how often this and to how many people Chris Watts lied. Even after investigators told him point blank, you failed this polygraph test. We know you're lying. He still continued to lie and deny that he had anything to do with why his family was missing. He was able to convince his girlfriend, that his marriage was on its way to a divorce and that his wife was on board with that, which we know now is not true. But he was not able to convince Shannon that he, was, he wasn't being unfaithful. She knew, to, towards the very end of her life, she knew in her gut that something wasn't right. She had seen a credit card receipt from that Saturday night that he claimed to be at a Colorado Rockies game He wasn't. He was out at a dinner with his girlfriend and she got an alert of of the charge of that credit card. And it was way too much for one person. So she knew and he even admitted later that he he knew that she knew and he still continued to deny and deny and deny any affair. Nancy, this guy
2: always. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, Nancy. One thing when I was doing P.I. cases and people would say, I think my spouse is cheating on me. The spouse always knows there's something that changes in their behavior their spending pattern the way they talk to you so yeah no doubt miss watts knew exactly what her husband chris was doing now
0: we learned that chris watts the killer dad actually Googled quote when to say i love you when starting a new relationship this was weeks before he murdered his wife and children uh during his affair, he googles when to say I love you for the first time in a new relationship. On that same day he googled, What do you feel when someone tells you they love you? And how does it feel when someone says I love you? This is all while he's married with a wife pregnant with their first son. Already have two little girls for almost the whole summer before she was killed. Um, Shanann was in North Carolina on and off visiting her parents. And she was still working at her job. That is when we believe much of the affair began. Their marriage began to crumble. And Shanann was desperately trying to salvage their marriage. So what does that say to you, Alexis Terezchuk? That before her husband killed, murdered her, she was pleading with him to stop, quote, living the bachelor life. She knew he was, quote, living the bachelor life. What is that? Well,
4: because she was gone with their children, staying at his parents' house and her parents' house, he was acting like a single guy. He was going out to baseball games with friends, and he had no responsibility. He didn't have children to take care of in the morning or in the middle of the night or drive them to the swimming pool or to the beach or anything. He was just doing exactly what he wanted to do with no responsibilities, and she was devastated by this. She was in a panic. She kept sending him self-help books to prepare their relationship begging him, telling him she missed their closeness and how how much she loved him and how she wanted to work things out with him. Meanwhile, he was just having sex with this other lady and then likely plotting to kill her and get her and the girls out of the way.
0: And the whole time, texting her, Alexis, texting her that Shanann, that he loved her and he was sorry and they would work everything out, but he had another pot on the fire. Listen to the girlfriend, Nicole. Kessinger Your
3: relationship with Chris was can you describe your relationship? I mean when he was
1: with me I considered it to be fairly healthy was open communication and it was what I thought was honest and it was very calm, it was respectful uh, we got along really well, he gave me my space when I needed it, I gave him his and anytime. Like, he wanted to take care of it. Like, anytime that his kids could be in, like, his life for a, hours or days or whatever, whenever they were home, I made sure that I wasn't a presence in his life so that he could be the best dad that he needed to be. Um, and, I mean, I thought what we had, it was very comfortable for me. I enjoyed it. I think he did very much as well.
3: You guys, you, six, eight weeks, two months, whatever it was, you guys had an intimate relationship during that time. Yes. Okay. So you're getting, you're pretty serious. Um, did, did he ever tell you that he loved you? Yes, he did. Did you ever tell him the same? A couple times.
1: Okay. I'm still in shock that this whole thing happened. I sure. I like that's why I gave him the benefit of the doubt for the first day because I was just like, no way. Like I didn't even think about that. I mean, murder was not on the top of my mind when somebody doesn't come home for an evening. Especially if they just, like, had some sort of, like, heated conversation. It's like, okay, you guys are separating. You have a heated conversation. You leave for a night. Like, I didn't even think this guy killed his wife. I mean, that, that like, murder is on something on the top of my mind when I call one of my friends for three or four hours and she doesn't answer the phone. Like, that doesn't even process to me as, like, a real thing that is a possibility at that point. And so that's why I gave it a day, and then the second day I was talking to him, he was just like a hot mess, I could tell. And then with the way he was talking to me, and then that's kind of when I cut him off, and I stopped talking to him.
0: Joining me, Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Vincent Hill, private investigator and author, Susan Constantine, deception body language expert. And joining me right now, Alexis Terezchuk. Journalist with radaronline.com. Alexis, so much is breaking right now. And this is after the family was essentially talked out of seeking the death penalty. What more are you learning? You know,
4: about the death penalty, I feel like, you know, Chris kept saying from the beginning that Shanann had killed his daughter and he found her on top of the little girl. And Strangling her, and that's when he threw her off and killed her because the girl was dead. But you know that the police asked him. They said, "Well, did you try to revive your daughters?" He said, "No." They said, "Did you do any CPR?" He said, "No," even though he had CPR training very recently through work. A- and so, I he had, was such an expert. His his parents, as I suppose, any parent loves their child. Really believed that the wife killed these girls, and that he was just taking a covering up for her and really was was taking a bullet for, for her instead. And that's why that perhaps they didn't see the death penalty because they were afraid that a jury would believe that, too, because that was going to be
0: his defense, that he only killed his wife, that he wouldn't kill those girls. Alexis, Alexis, get a hold of yourself. What are you talking about? Afraid the jury would believe it, too? What? Uh-uh no 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 jury in their right mind would believe something like that but are you telling me that's why they waffled and they taught the family into not seeking the death penalty yes and that because his parents so adamantly believed it and even after he pleaded guilty he
4: said i I killed them all his parents said this wasn't true he was coerced into doing it about the girls because he didn't kill the girls he only killed his wife and not the girls
7: why now why are you guys coming out now to speak with us
8: Because we didn't know about the plea deal.
7: This is Ronnie and Cindy Watts, the parents of Christopher Watts, the man who pleaded guilty to killing his pregnant wife, Shanann, and his two children, Bella and Celeste.
8: We were not allowed to talk to him about it.
7: They're frustrated because they say his attorneys wouldn't let them ask him anything about the case before the plea.
8: I asked Chris, if you did not do this, do not confess to something you didn't do, and she she shut me down. She completely shut me down.
7: And just like everyone else, his parents have a lot of questions. After he confessed to killing Shanann, claiming he saw her strangle one of the kids. He
8: said, I'm sorry, I lost, I went into a rage, and I killed her. And he said, I am so sorry. He says, I've ruined your life, I've ruined my life. Well,
7: he told me, he said, Dad, I could not
4: put the girls with her after what, after what she did. He said, I could not put them with her. And so, instead of
2: putting the girls with her he decided to put them into that oil tank Which i, was
7: oil tank. I still don't
8: understand i don't understand that, that either he's not a sociopath he's not a psychopath
7: a question his parents have is what was the trigger to cause all this to happen something i asked when i interviewed him when she was reported missing did you guys get into an argument before
8: it wasn't it wasn't like an argument we had an emotional conversation but
7: i'll leave it at that because she was leaving him or he was
8: leaving her he was leaving her
7: he just said he wasn't in love with anymore he said because both Shanann's family and Chris's family are in pain his parents just want the truth about what happened
8: if this actually happened like the uh, like they're saying that it did that he killed them then what was the trigger
7: there
0: you are hearing uh, from Denver 7 Chris Watts's family defending him claiming that Shanann Watts's wife actually murdered their children To Susan Constantine, deception and body language expert, weigh in on that scenario.
6: Yeah, when I'm listening to what she's saying, you know, it reminds me of uh, Cindy Anthony, you know, when she went to bed for her own daughter. And they are delusional. They just cannot believe that their own child is capable of being a sociopath or psychopath. Well, guess what? He is, and he was, and he always will be. And you didn't see the signs because you chose not to see it. You were, you looked at him through a blind eye.
0: Following up on his story, take a listen to Chris Watts in video that we have obtained off his confession, telling his dad how he heard a, quote, commotion upstairs and goes up there to find his pregnant wife, Shanann, smothering one of the daughters.
5: like, just like a pot or a, what's that thing on the ground no, of the street?
3: Like a manhole like no, cover, like no, is it that big?
5: No. Okay, was it hard to get them in there? Did you have to push or anything or? Not really. Okay, Are you, we're sure, you're yeah, sure? Yeah, yes. Okay, and like we're gonna have to drain these tanks, it's gonna be kind of a, okay. a mess, so I just wanna make sure that you're being truthful about that. And is it because, is Shanann here because she couldn't, like could you not lift her all the way up there, or? You couldn't? Would she have been too big to fit in that hole? Did you know that already? Not,
3: just from the little field and then I do that.
8: Okay. And the girls aren't gonna be with
5: her in this. We're
3: down here. No. no.
5: Do you really
8: think this just blew from wherever that was? Okay, that's a very open area, very uh, susceptible to windstorms and everything else. There's nothing, there's no trees,
0: there's nothing protecting that area from storms coming through, tornadoes, and like do Okay. Chris Watts, in video that we have obtained off his confession, and then you hear Chris Watts Continuing to give investigators information regarding the so-called burial of his family, listen.
2: I told you that we've done some work overnight. I told you that
3: we've got a lot of leads, okay? That wasn't a lie. Uh We know a lot more than you think we do, okay? And here's where we're confused. You're this great guy, I'm not just telling you that, okay? I'm telling you that because everyone tells us that, okay? We can't find anyone to say anything bad about you. Them right now? Right now. Where are they? I don't know where they're at. I I do not know where they are at. If I could have my babies back home right now, I would. I want them back. I want everybody back. That is God's honest truth.
0: That may be the only thing killer dad Chris Watts was telling the truth about. He did want his wife and children back, so he wouldn't go to jail for life or worse. Look down the wrong end of the barrel at the death penalty. You are hearing Chris Watts will, with investigators describing, still claiming his wife and children. He had no idea where they were the whole time. To Alexis Terezchuk, he knew he had killed all three and forced the girls' bodies into tankers whose openings were just eight inches wide. And we heard him a few moments ago describing that, putting his daughters down these pipes, essentially, without shedding a tear. Alexis, what can you tell me about him looking at real estate? And Alexis, I'm reading some of her texts, and all of these texts and videos are in the state's file. She says, um, I can handle not having your help with the girls. That's exhausting, but I miss the smell of you. Touch you touching me when I'm cooking me, uh holding you, snuggling with you, eating with you, watching TV with you. I miss staring at you. I miss everything about you. I can't wait to hold you, to kiss you, to smell you, to laugh with you, to celebrate eight years with you. If you're done and you don't love me, you don't want to work this out, not happy anymore, only staying because of kids. I need you to tell me, would you stay with me if we didn't have kids? And she goes on, Alexis, I just don't get it. You don't fall out of love in five weeks. How can you sleep? Our marriage is crumbling in front of us and you can sleep all of this is happening just before her murder. Now, Chris Watts then seeks out a realtor. Explain, Alexis Terezchuk. They had had major financial troubles,
4: but while both of them were working, they were really strapped for cash. Their daughter's school, their private school cost $25,000 a year. It was really expensive for them. So they decided actually together to maybe sell the house. So Shanann actually reached out to the real estate agent first. She said, we would like to put the house and She did it through her Facebook page. And then Chris killed her. So she was no longer around. Then Chris reached out to the real estate agent. And the real estate agent thought that was so weird because she had helped them buy the house a few years earlier. She had never ever once dealt with Chris. So he's killed his wife. He's killed his babies. And he goes ahead and calls the real estate lady and says, yeah, we definitely still want to sell this house. And she
0: sounded the alarm. That's before the bodies were found and they were, quote, just missing.
4: Hours after he had killed them, when nobody even knew that they were missing. When he had already dumped their bodies out in this, you know, a bay, an old oil well and out in the middle of nowhere. And then he contacts the real estate lady and says, yeah, go ahead. We, we definitely want to do this. And so she kept texting Chris and Shanann because she said she'd never dealt with Chris before and she didn't hear anything from her and she thought that was so strange. And then he replied too and said, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and sell the house. It's just living in a completely parallel universe. So he could go ahead and sell this house and it'd be fine, even though he's killed his wife and daughter's in it hours earlier.
0: Um, you know, Susan Constantine, you're the deception and body language expert. I'm looking at video of him right now at a convenience store. Right after he murders his wife, he's just calm and cool. And we're getting this from the Colorado Weld County District Attorney's Office. And he stops to get breakfast and goes in there. I'm looking at the surveillance video at a Colorado convenience store. It's 8 a.m. in the morning. And he's just chatting up the uh, female cashier. He's wearing his orange t-shirt with sunglasses perched on top of his baseball cap. He takes his change, he puts it in his wallet before walking away from the counter. He's just totally chill, calm, cool, collected. You'd never know, he just dumped the bodies of his little girl, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste in an oil tank and buried his pregnant wife in a shallow grave out in a crude oil field. I mean... And you hear just after that, he's on the phone with
6: the realtor trying to sell the house, Susan. Yeah, you know, I think Scott Peterson did the same thing. He put his house up for sale right afterwards. So, you know, that that chill in the air that he has, you know, you often hear about other murderers. That have done the same thing they may have killed somebody and they turn around and they go to dunkin donuts or you know to wendy's to go stop and get a hamburger there's they've they released it so they actually feel free so they release released themselves from all that anxiety they had the person is dead and they feel good about it so they have no remorse remember nancy these are this is a sociopath he's a psychopath he has no emotion and he doesn't have any concern about other people so it's pretty easy for him not to have any a remorse, because he has none. He has no
0: soul. It's almost like he's a teenager, to Ellen Killor and com reporter. It's like a teenage boy just running, or a kid in a candy shop, just playing out every sick sex fantasy with every woman that will have anything to do with him, chasing every skirt he sees. You've got the one mistress looking up wedding dresses online, uh, but I'm still confused about her, her computer search for Amber Fry, because Amber Fry was the mistress in the Scott Peterson murder case. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about that. She is not a suspect. She's not a person of interest. She cooperated with police. This woman, Nicole Kessinger. But what about Ellen Kalorna? And also, what can you tell me about the photo of a doll creepily covered up with a sheet as if the doll is dead that Chris Watts texted?
4: Um, yes, as you said, Nancy, he's running around like a teenager, like he has no responsibilities, like he's living in this fantasy world. And he's only dating this mistress who he fell in love with and wa- apparently wanted to start a new life with for less than two months. The affair was only about six weeks. It Most of it happened while his family was away in North Carolina. Um, and, but he's it, he's completely ignoring them. You know, Shannon is texting him all the time. And he's ignoring, you see in the discovery documents that were released that showed the text messages, he's ignoring his wife who's patiently trying to talk to him about their family and her pregnancy and, and issues she's having with the in-laws. He's ignoring her text messages, but he's talking to the mistress. It's as, what, it's as though a switch went off and suddenly his family didn't matter anymore. Um, so getting back to the interrogation, um, I do think that it's we, we should note that chris watts continued to lie after he knew he failed the polygraph test the interrogators they suggested the story to him about shannon maybe having hurt the girls before he talks to his dad so you can look at oh so he latches
0: on to that
4: that yeah you can look at it a number of different ways but you'll know that in the chronology of it, right. it was after they make that suggestion that he talks to his dad and he tells his dad exactly what they suggested to him. And I do not think they believe that was the truth ever. But after he talks to his dad, his dad does believe it's the truth. He does believe his son. And
0: speaking of the girls, Bella and Celeste, take a listen to this. Chris Watts, rot in hell. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.